Today's show is brought to you by Lightning Pod. If you have a podcast, you know that it's a lot of work. But Lightning Pod can help. We've been working with their founder, Eric Johnson, for more than a year now, and he's really helped us take the Smart Home Show to the next level. So if you're starting a new podcast or you want to make your existing podcast better, you should get in touch with Eric. Learn more at lightningpod.fm. It's a WWDC 2017 Smart Home Prediction Show. Stay tuned. Hey everyone, this is Mike Wolf. Welcome to the Smart Home Show. This is going to be a real quick intro because I have a show to get to, a prediction show with my friend Adam Justice, talking about what we can expect this coming Monday from Apple at their Worldwide Developers Conference. We did a prediction show. We talk about the Siri speaker. We talk about what to expect from HomeKit. We talk about whether or not Siri will be improved and a few other things. It's a fun show. If you want to listen in, Hear us speculate about what we can expect in a couple days. This is what we're doing. It's the WWDC 2017 Smart Home Prediction and Speculation Show uh, with my friend Adam Justice. I hope you enjoy it. Let's get to it, shall we? Hey, I'm excited to have Adam Justice from ConnectSense, our old friend on the podcast. Adam, I think the last time you were on, uh, it was you, myself, and, and our, our friend from August, Nate Williams. I also saw you at South by Southwest. We were just catching up about that. But uh, the reason we're on the podcast together today is we're going to talk a little Apple. You're heading out there uh, next week. The big uh, annual Apple Confab WWDC is next week. And this means it's rumor time, right? Of course. Yeah, (laughs) everybody's putting in their predictions. And there's a short shelf life. Like, uh, because you're heading out Sunday, we'll probably get the big news blast. I I just get a little bit annoyed at Apple because I'm like, okay, my Monday morning, I have to basically – Spend the whole morning <laughs> first world problems, right? I spend the whole morning seeing if you're going to disrupt my world for the next year in terms of what I have to write about. You know what I mean? It's like, what are they going to say? Um, yeah. Although they're, morning- they're, they're, they've become kind of predictable the last couple of years, so nothing too crazy. Yeah, my morning will be even longer because uh, you know we usually get up and get in line early uh, for the conference to get decent seats, so uh, it'll be a long day for sure. The cool thing is for podcasters, and I'm not going to be podcasting from there, but they actually are giving more and more love to podcasters, and they're actually creating podcasts. Uh, they're, well, they're on people to do hour-long podcasts from the show. Um, they're actually giving people facilities. That's cool for those podcasters out there. I am going to be in my lowly office watching from afar. But before we get to talking about the rumors, you sell HomeKit-enabled products. And last year, I think, was a big year. The last WWDC, they announced the Home app which I think was a big deal. But I'd love for you to kind of talk about how you think the last year went for HomeKit. Yeah, I mean, I think um, the Home app was a, a huge endorsement and and kind of a, a further investment from Apple on um, HomeKit as a protocol and making kind of the best experience possible um, on iOS and, you know, within the home. And so we've seen, you know, adoption definitely up over the year. I think you've seen a lot of new products and some new stuff kind of filtering into the category. So I think it was it was definitely a big endorsement. And, you know, I think you're going to start to see, you know, a lot more. So there were certainly, you know, a bunch of announcements at 
CES this year of, you know, new companies that were working on things. Um, you've seen some new products like the D-Link camera was the first camera to ship. Uh, I've got one of those on my desk. I haven't quite dug into it just yet. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the ecosystem is strong and, and growing and, you know, hopefully this is something that Apple's going to continue to invest in and make a, a better and better experience in an incremental fashion every year. It's good to hear that you guys are seeing a lot of uptick in your business around HomeKit enabled products um, as a company that sells HomeKit products. I still feel like, at least from my perspective, I didn't see as much announcements around new HomeKit products as I thought I might after last year's WWDC. Did it meet with your expectations? Was it higher or was it kind of in line or were you disappointed around the number of HomeKit products that were announced? Um, I mean, I always want to see more and more things added to this ecosystem. And I think, um, you know, everybody always wants everything now. And the, the reality always stands to be that hardware is hard and this stuff takes time. And definitely the, the commitment to, you know, to doing it with Apple is, is a more of an investment. And, but it's, it's definitely a worthwhile one as well. Um, and, you know, it's a partnership and it just takes time to uh, to get these products out there. So I think, you know, you'll probably see another big wave in the fall ahead of the holidays. And then, you know, usual cycle, you'll see a bunch more announced at CES, you know, next year as well. And I think part of the 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 challenge for HomeKit companies, third party com- companies, as well as for Apple, is it's a heavier approach, right? I think HomeKit is a heavier um, more involved investment. If you're a, if you're a smart home company, if you make hardware, then something as simple as an Alexa integration, which is, I, I, and I don't want to like spend this time talking a lot about Alexa, but you can, we can't ignore the inner, inner pound gorilla. Uh, and that like, that's where I think a lot of the, the heat has been over the last couple of years, because I think for the ecosystem, it, it's much easier just to create a skill. Um, it's much easier just to get your stuff on board if, and, and tied into the Alexa ecosystem than it's a HomeKit. Now, it's obviously different. Uh, I wouldn't call Alexa Echo a hub. Uh, like, I think, you know, HomeKit products can have a, have its hub. I think, I think in many ways, that's what the Siri speaker is going to be, right? But would you agree it's, it's just a little bit of a heavier, deeper integration? It's a bigger investment for, for third parties. Yeah. I mean, I think you, you can crank out an Alexa skill pretty quickly. And in terms of just the ability of, you know, controlling a device with your voice, um, you know, yeah, that's an, an easier route to do. But I think HomeKit is definitely much more of an ecosystem and there's more to it than just controlling yeah. a singular vo- device with your voice. And, you know, I think we're we're just at the cusp of some of those capabilities um, as an ecosystem and the interoperability between those products. And I think uh, over time, that's probably where they're going to pull ahead a bit and have some deeper capabilities than what you can do with Alexa and some of the other uh, voice-enabled devices like Google Home. And that's a great point. I mean, I, I, it is it is more than just a voice interface. The fact that there is a security chip built into every device that's HomeKit enabled, I think when you talk about the longer legs that, that HomeKit has, I think that's going to be appreciated more and more over time. Um, the fact that there's there's just more robust security built around HomeKit. Um, so, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I'm really intrigued to see what comes out of this one. Let's talk a little bit about HomeKit, what, what we expect, what, what you're expecting. And then we'll talk a little bit about the Siri speaker. Siri and Decan, as our friends over at HomeTech FM call it. Um, but 
What are you excited about and what are you expecting from Apple in terms of HomeKit announcements after the, uh, this coming Monday? Sure. I mean, obviously last year um, it got some, I would say, significant um, for being, you know, a small piece of all of the things that go on in iOS, a significant stage time. Um, so, you know, I would love to see it get that kind of stage time again. Not sure if that'll definitely happen. We can get into that more when we talk about Siri in a can later. Um, I think that would definitely be part of the story if that product is announced. Um, you know, I think every year at WWDC, they announce new profiles for HomeKit. So I think that's kind of a, if you want an easy, quick win, they'll probably do that. Um, you know, what I'm hoping to see also is, you know, home app 2.0. What, what's going to change yeah. in that, that home app, uh, now that we're a year later? How so, can it improve, do you think? Um, I think the biggest place for improvements, and this kind of ties back to talking about the ecosystem is in that automations tab in the home app. Uh, I think there's huge power here and, you know, I think the easier they can make that for users to understand, you know, Hey, when I lock my door, turn on the lights and, you know, when my garage closes, do all these things and set the scene and, and really making that clear and easy, um, for users. I think, I think this is a place for, for some improvements for sure. What about the idea of, I guess, applying more learning and machine kind of intelligence and self-learning over time to the idea of automation. I think one of the, the things I took away from the announcements around Andy Rubin's new, new, new company and their new smart home product called the Central Home is they're really focusing on this idea of the product basically learning from what you're doing and basically improving and, and maybe even suggesting uh, ways in which it could create scenes around your life based on all the devices connected to. I'm just wondering if like Apple's home app could actually be more suggestive of, of things uh, that it could do for you. Have you, have you thought of the doing this and then also maybe taking information that it knows about you through iCloud or through your own music and just suggesting types of uh, information or, or just providing contextual understanding around you to make your life better. Do you think it could go further in that regard? Yeah, absolutely. So those were some of the things I had under my wish list category. Um, I don't know that it'll be ready for that quite this year, but I think, you know, that's certainly where this could ha happen. And, you know, maybe it starts as some suggestions of integrations between your devices. And then later it gets further into things like automatically doing things as we learn your routines. Like we noticed you turn this light on every day. We set up a routine for you just to do it for you. And then the other one I would like to see is there's a ton of context about you within your iOS device. Um, so I think a great example of this is they introduced in one of the latest point releases is this thing, this concept called bedtime. So you tell it how many hours a day you want to get for sleep and when you typically wake up. And then it'll remind you, uh, you know, for me, for me, it's, uh, uh, about 1030 at night. It tells me in the next half an hour, you should go to bed so you can be, you know, well rested by 7 a.m. tomorrow. Well, with that information and that context of I'm getting up at 7 a.m., you could easily kind of lower, you know, easily dim up my lights in the morning. You could set other routines to happen. So there's lots of context about your daily life going on in that iOS device. And I think there's some potential here for integrating that into HomeKit and how you control the home. Absolutely think so. And I think if we start thinking about Siri 
and then obviously Siri and can or the what they're ta- people are talking the Siri speaker that can also also be a part of that as well. So if that's in your home, uh, maybe Siri can give you give you cues. Uh, maybe actually say, "Hey, is it time to wake up?" or whatever. Or maybe make a suggestion once you engage Siri. But also now that there's a speaker, um, maybe it's playing like that new. Uh, that new album you bought, and then there's like a workout song could play because it knows it's time for you to work out. Now that's, and maybe there's like uh, lights that could go on or or, or whatever. So I, I just wondering if there's all these different things that they can enable through the other components that they're bringing in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, clearly on the uh, on the Siri device, it, the rumors seem much louder this year. Yeah. Uh, I think we even talked about it on the show last year. I would say there were probably kind of whispers last year. It, it feels pretty loud. Lots of people are talking about it. So, you know, we'll see if it's going to happen. But I think, um, you know, home automation would definitely be a big part of the story for that device. Um, you know, if they release something like that, I'd love to see it be have as much hub powers as what's in the current generation Apple TV, um, just because it gives you more hubs throughout the home. Um, that definitely matters for any Bluetooth enabled HomeKit devices. Um, kind of extends their range and things like that. Yeah, there are intuitive advantages, I think, to the Echo model, which now Apple will be following with the Siri speaker, of having these different devices in the home. There's only going to be one Apple TV. It's always sitting, almost always sitting in uh, your entertainment center. And while I think that was a good starting point for them having a fixed control point, a fixed hub in the home, there's always some limitations to what you could do with that. Um, some people may just be fully in deeply in, integrated with Roku in their lives or their Comcast set-top box. So they didn't have a need for that, but it just makes sense. That, like a speaker would be a, a good, ad- there's an advantage to just the physical concept of having a speaker in your home. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. And I think one of the things too here and, and maybe why, you know, it's been, they haven't entered the market for this. I think the Apple ecosystem is very, individualized in terms of users and the concept of supporting multiple users on a, on a family device like an echo or a Google home is, is complicated. You got to do some sort of audio detection. I remember there were some rumors a while back that this device would have a camera and it would do face detection. But I think that's a key part about something that they, they will have to crack before releasing a device like this is have support for individual users in the Apple ecosystem rather than it being just a generic um, communal device like Alexa is today. You know, I think one of the advantages Apple has is they are the dominant, if not one of two dominant mobile platforms, right? I mean, when you, when you compare, when you compare Apple to Amazon, um, I think Apple has a clear advantage with the fact that with iOS, I just wondering if there's advantages to having a, some sort of connected fixed device in your home, as well as proximity sensing, uh, geofencing, um, mesh networks around iOS devices. It seems like there's maybe some advantages that they could deploy there. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, proximity is an interesting one. Um, you know, we've looked at that technology a little bit, and I think that's would be a, a definitely a killer app for home automation. If you can tell, you know, when people are in the room and do things based on that, um, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, definitely if they have any context for that, um, that would be huge for, for home automation. I think you're right. The rumors are loud. I think it's going to happen. I, I, I mean, the rumors that it's gone into production are, are pretty loud at this point. 
every time we have like a big breakthrough new product coming out of Apple, uh, we've had the loud rumors beforehand. It seems like we're seeing, and a lot of it's around iPhones. It was, it was similar around Apple Watch. I think we're, feel, I'm feeling the same kind of like momentum around this rumor that I felt be, before the launch of the, the, the Apple Watch and iPad. So I think it's going to happen. Um, what what it will have on it is really interesting to speculate about. I mean, clearly it's going to have Siri, uh, a microphone. It'll be interesting to see if the quality of their far field listening is as good as the Echoes. Um, it seems like uh, that is a lot of the, the, the magic sauce with the Echo. Do you think that Apple has invested or do they have that type of uh, skill set they can deploy here? Yeah, I mean – Amazon has basically open sourced that technology too. So, I mean, they have smart people. I'm sure they could figure that out to be, you know, on par with the, the far field listening or, or better than what's in the Echo. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, Google Home has similar technology. So I, I think that's something they could do, but I do feel like they do need to differentiate on this product and offer something different. Otherwise, you know, people are just going to, uh, you know, compare it to Alexa and say, yeah, but what's, what's what is different? that though? What is the differentiation? <sighs> yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. Um, I, I think definitely some sort of individual user support. I don't know if you have a Google home, but they do have a yep. basic version of this where they'll do voice detection. And so you can say what's on my calendar today and it'll, it'll give you, um, the results for you personally and just your Google account. Um, so I think that would be a big one because um, uh, obviously Alexa does not have that yet. Um, I don't know what else. I mean, uh, some of the rumors have pointed towards a, a much better audio experience. Um, and I saw our friend uh, Richard Gunther talking about, you know, uh, wanting it to be something more like Sonos. I think he just wanted them to partner with Sonos, but I, I don't see Richard that. Richard and I have been pining and wishing for the Apple acquisition of Sonos for, I think, the last two years. So we, I think, I think that's one thing that just seemed like a, like a peanut butter and chocolate kind of combination because they were both in need of one another. Um, but at, at this point, I think that ship has sailed. It looks like uh, Sonos obviously has done the Lex integration. Uh, Apple is, cons- you know, obviously intent on bringing out their own piece of hardware. I agree with you, though. It has to be differentiated. This idea of it having a touchscreen on it is intriguing. Also, the possibility of it having a camera is intriguing to me. You think either one of those is a possibility? Yeah, obviously, Amazon just announced their touchscreen and and video controlled Echo, yep. and uh, which is not out yet. So um, it would certainly be interesting. And there were some comments from one of the Apple executives saying, you know, we think things should have a screen. Um, it, it seems a little odd though, because, you know, you think about, okay, a screen that you can talk to Siri on and, uh, you can listen to music on. It's like, well, I already have one of those in my pocket too. So I think if you're going to do that, it, it has to be different. It has to offer a little bit different experience. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it would be interesting to see if they did that. Um, what about a camera? I think uh, one of the things I like about, and I didn't. I wasn't intrigued about the Amazon look as much as I was about the Amazon show. The Amazon look was their fashion assistant. Uh, it was their first camera product for the home has, has, uh, Alexa built in. The, the show has a camera on as well. They didn't play as much. They didn't play up that up as much, but I actually think that they might be doing something with that over time where you can empower uh, some sort of commerce or, or whatever. But I think a camera could be really powerful on a device. I'm wondering if like a camera on this device could provide contextual experiences. 
have like make it a security device. Um, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think it would also be huge for FaceTime. Obviously, they have the the built-in ecosystem for that to do calls to iOS devices. I know I use it all the time when I travel to talk to my you know young kids and catch up with them. And just the other day, uh, I was traveling to a client site. And I was able to FaceTime in and watch my son, you know, son's baseball game. Whenever he came up to bat, my wife would just call me. So, you know, I think that's that's a strong video integration they have across their devices. Um, the other thing, though, I think this came out loud when the Amazon look was announced. Cameras also creep people out. Um, so I think with Apple's stance on privacy, um, that might be something that would have given them pause about adding a camera to this device and if it would be a, something that would prevent people from buying it. Um, because, you know, people get iffy about, about that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, I think it's what a about the bag. possibility of two SKUs? I mean, it's, it goes against Apple's kind of, uh, modus operandi to come out with like a multiple SKU option at first, but like I can see. Maybe you want the the no camera option and then the one with the camera option. Like that could be something that's logical. I don't know if that's Apple's most operandi though. Yeah, I don't see them doing two SKUs at this point. Um, so I think they're gonna they're gonna if they do it they're gonna do one and they'll be all in on it. Um, and you know I I see some some use for a camera and I have cameras in my house. I don't have a, a privacy uh, problem with it, um, but. Uh, other people certainly do. Adam Justice, a big time early adopter of the Amazon look. Are you using that as your fashion assistant or are you planning <laughs> on it? <laughs> no, I did not order an Amazon look. Uh, I, I'm as a nerd, I am not uh, overly concerned about. If you're like my me, fashion. you buy a lot of you buy a lot of clothes the same color, so you don't have to worry about it, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and three of the same thing. So one of the things, I guess, the last thing I want to talk about with the Siri speaker is. When you think about voice skills, I think what app, what Amazon has done is create essentially an app store. They were kind of really pioneered the app store for voice, I think, uh, in a way. They created the, this kind of rich skill ecosystem. Uh, Google's kind of followed along with that. What do you, you know, even poor old Microsoft, poor old Microsoft over in Redmond, you know, there's actually like, I think, I think counted 55 Cortana skills out there. So Microsoft's coming along as well. What is Apple going to do around Siri and like a third-party development ecosystem? Yeah, I mean, obviously they announced uh, Siri Kit last year um, and started small yeah. um, with just a handful of different types of apps that would support it. And so I definitely expect a, a enhancement upon Siri Kit, especially if they're going to announce um, Siri in a can. I would think that would be a big part of the story. Uh, I think the important thing to remind, remember in terms of voice between um, Siri and Alexa too, though, is Amazon, I think, supports like something like four or five languages. It's, it's definitely a small number. Uh, and I don't know the number off the top of my head um, of no- languages that Siri supports, but I think it's in the 20 plus range. So um, Google Assistant's much better than Alexa on that re- in that regard as well. Yeah. So, I mean, I think whenever Apple is doing something here, they're not just doing it for a small number of languages. They're, they're using it across, you know, all those languages. And so to build out that support, uh, you know, in multiple languages is, is a lot of work. And so I think that's probably why they went so small initially and also to, to experiment and see what people do with it too. So, 
you know, I think it was things like ride sharing and I don't remember all the other kind of, you know, very narrow uh, niche of apps they, they announced it in, but I definitely expect them to, to make huge expansions upon that. I just think it's going to be a big show for Siri. I think they realize that in many ways, while they were first to market in a big way with Siri, you know, when they launched Siri, they were ahead of everyone else. They've fallen behind in the intervening, intervening years. Um, you know, they got a little bit kind of rusted a little bit on their haunches, you know, understandably so, but I think this is going to be, I think you're right in regards to last year's launching Siri kit was kind of like, okay, we need to do something more. Um, I think this is going to be the show where Siri 2.0 in a, in a way they kind of relaunched Siri in a big way. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I would love to see it. I think voice assistants are, you know, a big part of where technology is headed and, you know, I want to see them thrive and, and have a really great offering there. So, um, yeah, I definitely agree. Any thoughts on wearables, particularly Apple Watch, and how it fits into the connected home? Do you think they're going to have any news updates there? Uh, that was not one I had in my list. I mean, I think, you know, there's some basic things. I would put that one on more wait for new hardware. Um because I, I think the Apple Watch experience with home automation so far has been that the processors, you know, not quite fast enough or whatever, whatever the experience doesn't, isn't a, a great one right now. I, I'd love to see things like, uh, I don't know if you use a Mac, but you know, there's things like, uh, when I go to come up to my Mac, it unlocks using my Apple Watch. I'd love to see some of that type of technology come into the smart home as well. You know, well, if I end- I think the synergy between Apple Watch and, and the Siri speaker could be interesting though, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, if you could do that same trick that you're doing on a Mac and a uh, and an Apple Watch with a with the Siri speaker, then that gives you you know you're in that proximity of that speaker and you could do some cool stuff there. But just the fact that you could probably do that with an iPhone, and if you wanted to unlock some sort of proximity sensing. That I'm sure that Apple, I'm sure Apple has access to things with the iPhone capabilities that they could do with the iPhone that they don't let other people do. But I could see them unlocking that capability for themselves where you have proximity sensing, you walk up to your Siri speaker. This is just me thinking out loud, but maybe they won't do this, but maybe they unlock those type of interesting experiences. Yeah, I would be all for it. What else is on the wish list, Adam? Um, so the other thing I, I would like to see um, is I'd like to see the home app made more extensible. So they kind of introduced this concept last year um, in messages where people can kind of build their own experiences within the messages app. Um, you know, as a company that builds uh, HomeKit hardware, I'd love to be able to build on top of that home app and kind of make the best experience for our products, you know, right there in that home app. Um, so, you know, I think that would be kind of one of my, um, big wish list items. Um, you know, my last one, since I'm going to be an attendee of the conference is, uh, some sort of Oprah moment that, you know, free hardware that you want the free hardware, Siri, don't you? Yeah. Siri in a can's announced and <laughs> everyone gets one. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, that feels like a big stretch, but there's some precedents a very long ago where they gave out, you know, small hardware, but I think if, if this is something they're really serious about and, uh, they really want developers to get all in on it, I could definitely see them, um, handing them out. Maybe not in that respect, but 
but under some sort of beta, um, if they're not going to release it right away, um, where, you know, where they announce it and they say, you know, developers can sign up for an early preview to build stuff on this hardware. And then, you know, it's an, it's released in, in a few months or something like that. I like it. The Oprah moment. That'd be awesome. If you do get one, grab two, grab one for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll pay you half. I'll pay you at least half with the street yeah. value for it. I'm sure there'd be some sort of NDA or something too. <laughs> hey, Adam, where can people find you? Um, can they find you on Twitter? We'd be kind of letting people know what you think during the show or after the show. Yeah, definitely. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Adam justice. Well, you got your name, didn't you? That's yeah, pretty good. There you I, got, go. I got my name too, which for Michael Wolf is, I think Adam justice is maybe a little more rare. There's like, there's like maybe five Michael Wolfs in media. So, uh, but Adam justice is pretty good. Yep. And, uh, I'm not promising I'll do video, but I did do some video last year and yep. that would be on our ConnectSense channel. Okay. YouTube.com slash ConnectSense. All right. Hey, Adam, as always, appreciate it. Have fun. All right. Thank you. Well, that was it. I hope you enjoyed it. I want to thank Adam for coming up with the idea. He actually said, Hey, Mike, let's do a prediction show. I thought that's a great idea. We're hopefully going to do a show. Once all the news is announced, stay tuned for that. I'll probably be doing one either way. Hopefully, I'll grab my friend Adam via phone from the show floor or from Apple, from Cupertino, and uh, we can maybe compare notes on how we actually did on our predictions because that's always fun. So hope you enjoy this. We'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>